Well, my name is Sean Wadiemi. Most people know me as Sean, but I prefer Sean, if you can pronounce that. <laughs> the motive behind a lot of teachings today are inherently selfish and self-serving nature. Give so that God can bless you with a nice house or a nice car or this amazing job or 10 times more than you gave. The giving that the prosperity teaching promotes focuses on temporal rewards. Yes, there are temporal rewards, but that not the way it's been commonly taught. Our reason for giving shouldn't be primarily for rewards because it should first be the fact that God owns it all out of obedience to gain an eternal perspective and out of love. If we say we love God and there's so many needs around us, and we get so consumed in just our own life and our own challenges, how can we say we love God? Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. And here's your host, Sheon Adeyemi, President and Senior Financial Planner at SA Capital Advisors. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just a quick housekeeping here. Um, remember, if you've missed or past episodes, uh, you can find it at sacapital.ca slash podcast. Also, we're giving you a chance to win a prize just for listening to this episode. So listen out for the episode's code and be the first to email to podcast at sacapital.ca. For those who have been tuning in, we really appreciate it. We would love your feedback and your comments as this helps us to know that you're listening and also helps us tailor future content. Uh, today we're going to be talking about giving. I'm really excited about it. I know it can be a controversial topic, but as believers, I really think it's a topic that needs to be addressed. We need to talk about it. Uh, over the past episodes, we've been talking about the four years of money, uh, to live, to give, to owe, and to grow. So we've talked about to live, we've talked about to owe, we've talked about to grow. So we're going to be talking about to give. Now, these four areas compete. When my taxes go up or I accumulate more debt, there is less to put towards growing, there's less for lifestyle, and so subsequently, the giving pie may become the last priority. And often the topic of giving can evoke strong emotions. Sometimes you want to give, but there's certain things hindering you from giving. And I believe here are some of the reasons that you may not be giving. One, uh, your mindset. You don't have a biblical worldview on money and subsequently given. See, many of us tend to focus on ourselves, our problems, our issues and challenges. And we forget that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Sometimes it's because of fear. While you may desire to give more generously and intentionally, you feel fear about your future. Guilt that you cannot do more to help the needy and frustration at your own budgeting efforts that fall short. Even if you are affluent by the world standards, you still wrestle with questions about an uncertain future, providing for your family, and wisdom in allocating all these resources. And you probably don't give because you don't have a plan to give. If you don't plan to give, you won't give. Have you prayerfully thought through your financial plan and how much God will have you give? And when I talk about giving, I'm not talking specifically about just your local church. I mean giving in general whether that's a local charity, an organization, a cause you're passionate about, something that's important to your heart. So why give? 
other than it's the right thing to do. Really, why did God ask his followers to give? And how do I give? How do you and I give out of sincere motives rather than out of guilt? Well, there are five biblical reasons to give. Recognition of God's ownership, out of obedience, to gain an eternal perspective, out of love, and because God has promised us rewards. So let's look at let's look at each one of them. We give because giving recognizes God's ownership. First Chronicles twenty nine, eleven to twelve. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who's over all things. Riches and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is at your discretion that your people are made great and given strength. Your power, your position, your wealth, your influence, everything you have is his. We should give in recognition of this. When you give, you're recognizing God's ownership. We should also give out of obedience. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Given is obedience to God. Ephesians 4, 28 says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. We have the needy all around us, and Jesus talked a lot about this. And so, giving shows that you're obedient to God's word. And three, to gain an eternal perspective. First Timothy six eighteen to 19 says, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that you may take hold of the life that is truly life. When we give, we're, it gives us an eternal perspective because when you give, it helps you remember that this world is not all there is. Luke 16, 11 to 13 says, So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he hate, the, hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You can only serve one at a time. It didn't say it's hard to serve God and money. It says it's impossible to serve God and money. When I give, it costs me something. Four, we also give out of love. The greatest reason to give is love. Giving demonstrates our love as we emulate the example of Jesus. It demonstrates our love for God as he first loved us. Why give? Because I love God. And because it demonstrates I love him more than the material blessings he has given me. We have been given so much, no matter how little you may think you have. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that through his poverty might become rich. 
But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? If we say we love God and there's so many needs around us and we get so consumed in just our own life and our own challenges, how can we say we love God? Given demonstrates, it's an outward demonstration of our love for God. And finally, we give because God promised us rewards. I left this part last because I believe there's a lot of false teaching on giving in the church based on half-truths. Our reason for giving shouldn't be primarily for rewards because it should first be the fact that God owns it all out of obedience to gain an eternal perspective and out of love. This should precede giving for rewards. The motive behind a lot of teachings today are inherently selfish and self-serving nature. Give so that God can bless you with a nice house or a nice car or this amazing job or 10 times more than you gave. The giving that the prosperity teaching promotes focuses on temporal rewards. Yes, there are temporal rewards, but that not the way it's been commonly taught. Even when God blesses us materially, it's not meant for us to hoard and keep to ourselves with lavish lifestyles, but rather to impact the world around us. The rich fool was condemned, not because he stored up wealth for himself, but because he didn't stop wealth towards God. First Timothy 6, 7 says, For we brought nothing to the world, and we cannot take anything out of it. But we can send it ahead through the impact we make when we, when we make given a priority. In that same, in that same um, chapter, verse 14, it says, They are to be good, rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Thus, storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. When we give, we're storing up eternal treasures for ourselves. Treasures that um, cannot decay, cannot break down in the broken world that we have today. God blesses us so that we can become blessings to everyone around us far and wide. I know when God promises to bless me, he will do it in more ways than I can imagine, whether or not that's monetary. Luke 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I've never known a generous person who has who's lacking I look around me and I know of some very generous people and I see God bless them in so many more ways some of it material but in a lot more ways than they can even count for so you can't take anything that God has given with giving you with you when you die but you can send it ahead Sometimes when God gives us things, be it money or something else, it's intended for us to give away. Other times he gives us things that are meant for us to keep for ourselves and for his use in his service and in his glory. See, it's wise to hold everything God gives us loosely so that we can give it away if he asks us to. And the ultimate reason we give is God wants my heart, not my money. Matthew 6 said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So how do you develop a love for God? Give more away. 
The more you give, the more the more your love for God grows. So giving breaks the power of money over your life. When you and I give, we open our hand. We're losing our grip on the resources he's given us. We acknowledge his purposes are higher than our own and his provisions are more complete than our own. When we give, we put our treasure into his kingdom. We are free. We free our hearts from the constraints of our own mini kingdom. God wants your heart, not your money. Giving changes our perspective. It orients our thinking towards God's ownership, control, and purposes. It frees us from believing that we are ultimately responsible for our own financial well-being. It reminds us of the bigger context of our world and our place in it. It expresses that we trust in God's economy as the real economy. And here are the implications of giving. It breaks the power of money over our lives. Giving is one of the keys to becoming financially free. Giving should be an integral part of every mature believer's life. Giving is commanded both for our benefit and the benefit of the recipient. Giving should be proportioned to one's income and should be done regularly, regularly and cheerfully. So how should you give? Here are my three P's for giving. Should be planned, proportionate, and persistent. Should be planned, meaning that you need to budget for it. Rather than looking and saying, you know what, let me see what I have left at the end of the month and then I will give. But rather, let me give first and then work everything around it. It should be proportionate to our income. So the more you earn, the more you should give. And it should be persistent, meaning we should give regularly. Giving should be a consistent part of our monthly budget. See, God commands us to give to the local church. He commands us to give to the needy. And to fund the Great Commission. So in years as, a, as an advisor, I found that no matter the income level, people struggle with fear and frustration and guilt in their financial lives. But in my experience, those that are most free from those emotional byproducts are those who give generously. Why give? Because generosity and financial freedom are tied together. Giving breaks the power of money over our lives. I say that over and over again because I know it to be true in my life. When we give, we're opening our hands freely. We're recognizing God's ownership. We're walking in obedience. We're demonstrating our love for God who loved, our love, loved us first. We're gaining an eternal perspective and we are storing up treasures. Giving is a productive use of our money because it benefits our church, our community, our culture, Everybody benefits on it. If I spend money on, enter on entertainment or my own needs or lifestyle, it's gone. But I, if I give that same amount to someone else or to a cause, it has exponential benefits beyond myself. Giving opens our hands and brings us closer to the heart of God. It's one of the tangible ways we show the love for God to the world around us. We're going to take a few moments, but in the meantime, I want you to consider this. Think about how much you gave over the last six months. Is what you have given enough to feed and shelter an orphan child for one month? If it has, then great. Can you do more? And if it has not, 
Are you going to do anything to change that? This is the Dollar Savvy Podcast. Hey, I'm Anthony B. Mitchell, co-owner of Madden & Mitchell Media and producer of the Dollar Savvy Podcast. Shayun and the SA Capital team want to thank you for tuning in. It's appreciated so much that we want to give you a chance to win a gift card prize. If you're hearing this, you completed the first step by listening to the podcast. For the second step, you'll have to email this episode's code. Email the code to be entered into the draw. The winner will be announced on the next episode. This episode's code is WALLET. So we're going to try to answer a few questions uh, that I usually get on the topic of given. But if you have any questions, whether it's regarding previous episodes or just any questions in general, you can send us a tweet at SA Capital Canada or our Facebook page. Just search for SA Capital Advisors or email your questions to podcast at sacapital.ca. And if you're having trouble finding any of these links, um, you can find them in our show notes. So some of the questions I get here is, uh, for one, what if my spouse and I disagree on given or tithing? And here's my response. So God is far more interested in the relationship with him than he is with your money. God does not need your money, but he does desire a relationship. If one spouse wants to give and the other doesn't want to give, and your desire to give is going to be an hindrance in your relationship, then I consider you pray, pray seriously about this, but work on the relationship and focus on being a good example to your spouse and pray for God's wisdom in this situation. Uh, the other question I often get is, which has a higher priority, debt repayment or given? And my answer to that is this, to the individual couple seeking to get out of debt, but not in a crisis situation, I usually suggest to continue giving. Now the level of giving has to be prayerfully determined, but alongside that, there has to be an actual plan to get out of debt. I don't believe you need to stop giving completely till you get out of debt. Because what giving does is it takes the focus out of us. I remember a time, I think it was in high school, no, maybe university. I, I was working a part-time job while in school and things were really tough. And I highly debated whether or not to give because by the time I gave, I would, I looked at my budget and I could barely have enough to buy groceries for that week. But I decided to step out in faith. And I remember that Sunday I gave. And when I got to work on Monday, my boss handed me a check and said, well, you weren't here on Friday, but we had a, a giveaway, a bonus or something. I can't remember now. And he gave me a check. This was me worrying about what I was going to use to buy food and whatnot. But I still gave out of faith. So I don't believe that you need to stop given completely just because you want to pay off debt i think you need to prayerfully consider how much you would give even if it's a lesser amount but alongside that is to have a plan sit down with somebody get help to help you get out of debt now to the couple who 
are in a crisis situation, um, I say the same thing. Sit down with a professional that can help you and show your map or strategy to get out of debt, but also make sure that you're being held accountable because sometimes the excuse of, well, I have a lot of debt, so I can't give that can go on for years whereby five years, 10 years later, you're still in a lot of debt and you're still not given, which honestly, I don't think that's right. So if you're reducing your given just so you can get out of debt, I always also highly recommend that you have somebody in your life who is one working with you to make sure your plan is, is can actually get you out of debt. And two, that person is holding you accountable so that at a certain point you can increase your giving again. And the third question I get is, should I give or tithe on my grosser net? And I ask, and I answer, do you want God to bless your grosser your net? <laughs> but truthfully, I, there are a few ways to look at it. You can give on your gross. That's fine too. Uh, but I also understand in some situations uh, when your budget is really tight, it's, it, it may be hard to do that. So it's okay to give on your net, net. But also keep in mind that if you give on your net, I also recommend that you give on your tax refund because that sort of helps balance it out a little bit. So, I mean, that's my response to that. Um, though, the last question I have here is, what do you think about storehouse given? Well, this is the storehouse given is a concept that all your giving should go to your local church. While I personally do not agree with this concept, I mean that a church is a local storehouse. I don't see that anywhere in the Bible or in the New Testament, at least. I do subscribe to the principle of obedience and authority. If you belong to a church that teaches storehouse given, then I need I think you need to be obedient to that authority. And if that's a problem with you where you don't believe in that, then maybe you need to consider finding another church prayfully see where god will have you worship um that's all for today with the questions but if you have more questions on this topic of given or on any questions at all uh, feel free to send us a message you find all the links in the show notes thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this i hope you've been blessed and um see you another time Thank you so much for listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. You can find us at sacapital.ca slash podcast. And you can reach us at 1-888-365-8883, extension 377. Or send us an email at podcast at sacapital.ca. You've been listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Show Me. Thank you. Madden and Mitchell Media.